like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric Lyons. Man, welcome to episode 113. And for me, you know, this is the first episode of the month, October 5th. So that means new month, new blessings, new opportunities. Like I said, man, we're in the fourth quarter of 2020. Let's get this thing over with. Bang this thing on out and make it through. Um, It's been a minute since I talked to you guys, man. Last time I talked to you guys, the Heat were on their way to the NBA Finals. And now they're on their way out of the NBA Finals. I don't want to talk about that today. I'm I'm not ready to talk about that today. So I'll talk about that on Friday. All right, I'll give my eulogy to Miami on Friday. Um... But we do have a lot to discuss. We have a lot to get through today. Uh, we're going to talk Pat Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. We're talk COVID and the NFL. We talk about that MetLife turf. If you know me, if you really know me, and you know about the inception of Electrified, and this this technically this brand is idea. The show is five years old. Um, I'll tell that full story if I haven't already one day. But five years ago, I talked about the turf. This is 2015, people. I talked about turf in the NFL in 2015, and here we are five years later, still dealing with the same problem. So we're gonna talk about that. Um, we're also going to preview to games um, tonight's game for the um, Green Bay and Falcons. Also tonight we have the Chiefs taking on the Patriots with no Cam Newton. So it'll be interesting to see. So I, I think both games will be on at the same time. I think kickoff for the Chiefs and Pats game is at 7.05, and they push back Green Bay and Atlanta to 8.50. So we got two games tonight. But uh, And look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't prepare for that. I, I, I didn't know when that game was going to be. So I'm just going to talk about Green Bay and Atlanta. All right. Um, then we're going to talk about the, the, uh, the bubble ring, you know, the bubble, you know, winning a championship in the bubble. Compared to other rings and, and is and is this ring respected? And I'm also gonna talk about old heads, man. NBA old heads hating. And I wanna talk about Kyrie. Alright, and then I'm gonna wrap it up with the state of boxing. So let's start it off with Pat Lo- Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Look. You know, they played Monday night, last Monday night. The Ravens lost and Lamar didn't perform as well as he could have or should have. And he didn't perform well enough for the Baltimore Ravens to stay in that game. Um, as far as before we get into everything else, I just want to talk about Monday night. Going into week three, you know, I'm a Packers fan. Um, but I, I talked about this with my mom and a lot of other Ravens fans. I'm like, all right, we got the Packers and, and the Saints playing Sunday night. And then we got the Ravens and the Chiefs playing Sunday, uh, Monday night. I'm like for the Ravens and for the Packers, this is a put up or shut up game. You know, you're, you're two and you were two and zero. Oh, you beat who you're supposed to beat, and you can bully your division, right? Both of these teams have the ability to bully their division, especially Green Bay. And you know, Baltimore, their division is pretty. Like I said, it'll probably end up being between them and Pittsburgh this year, but it's it's a division that they can win again. 
you can beat you can beat your 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 outside of conference games. You can beat your conference rivals. But when it comes to beating the team, the upper echelon of what people think is the upper echelon of your conference, that's that's when you're supposed to show up and it's put up or shut up. So I knew that Green Bay had to come out and play good football against the Saints, which they did. And I knew the Ravens had to come out and prove themselves to a team that people don't think they've proven themselves against. And and they haven't because they, they just fell to 0-3 against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. This Ravens team is a solid football team. You see, they had a good game yesterday. They beat the Redskins, so now they're 3-1. and one. They, they, they beat who they're supposed to beat. You have to beat the teams that people don't expect you to beat. You know, that game was supposed to be much better than it was. It's supposed to be much better than it was. It looked like the playoff game against the Titans. They went away from the run when they got down, which I understand. When you get down, you got to start passing your way out, passing your way out of the hole. But the Ravens receivers aren't built for that. But we're going to get into that later. We're going to get into that later. I, 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 got, I got some things to say about that. Matter of fact, no, no, no. We can get into that, and then we can talk about their their head to head record after. So here's here's what I here's what I think. The Ravens receiving core, I don't think they're built to play high powered offenses. They're not that big, and when you watch the Ravens, a lot of their passes are in the middle. It's a lot of middle. The outside stuff, it's not really their forte. And my thing is, you know, everybody heaped on the Packers not drafting a receiver in the draft. Granted, Alan Lazard is in the situation he is. Prayers up for my bro. It was a Lazard season. He dropped 146 on the Saints. But what my point is, everybody got on the Packers for, for, for not re- drafting receivers. But their receiving core is staying afloat, right? They're, they're producing. They're number one offense, basically, in the in the league. Meanwhile, the Ravens. Got their tight ends running go routes. And I said it before. I don't think they should have let Hayden Hurst go. But I just think that this Ravens offense, we know they have four solid running backs. What do we know about their receivers? What's special about their receivers? Hollywood, he's fast, but he's very small. Very small receiver. You know, I would have thought they would have brought in, really, would have signed a guy like Dez, a veteran presence who can go up and get it still in the red zone, you know, or, or you know, or, or more dangerous route runner. But that's not where they're at. So when you have an offense like that, where your strength is basically your running game at the end of the day, and that's not to take anything away from Lamar, because here's, here's what Ravens fans don't understand. I don't poop on Lamar. I don't crap on Lamar. I, I I don't I don't ever I don't want to I don't want to come off as you know going directly at Lamar. Oh, it's his fault they're losing. It, it's not. They're the Ravens defense. They give up. Uh, how many points was it in the first half? They gave up. It was twenty-seven points in the first half, but the offense only produced ten points. Can Lamar go back and forth with a Pat Mahomes? With Pat Mahomes, that's that's what it's going to come down to. Does he have the ability with what he has 
to have a shootout with Pat Mahomes because Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback. Not taking anything away from Pat Mahomes. But we know Pat Mahomes has way more weapons than Lamar has. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy they they draw up some things, right? And you got Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, and that running back coming out the backfield. Does Lamar have enough to go back and forth with a team like that? I don't think so. I think that for in order for you know if the Ravens and Chiefs run into each other, which probably won't be until January. Granted, we make it there. It's going to come down to can they keep up with that offense, with the way they play, the style of play. Can you run the continue to run the ball and stay in the game, or will you get not necessarily um, scared but blinded by Pat Mahomes throwing lasers on your defense, and then you want to play catch up? Because once you try, once you get into that type of game, it's too late. It's too late, and and I don't think the Ravens will be able to beat this team like that. Like I said, I don't think they they have the ability right now, in my opinion, to fight fire with fire uh, with this high powered offense. And I don't think they're an offense that can necessarily play from from behind. And, you know, that's what it comes down to. Then you look at their defense. Everybody talks about the Ravens defense. You see how they, they played well yesterday against the Washington football team. Your defense has to come with that type of energy. Every game, especially a game like that. Another thing about losing to the Chiefs, I don't care what week it is. Everybody say, oh, it's only week three. It's only week three. We not worried. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's only week three. It's only week three. Last year, the Green Bay Packers were in the same situation. A couple games, no. Home game, they lost to the Eagles. Green Bay only lost three games last year. That was one of them. Had they won that game, they would have been 14-2, and two, number one seed. The playoffs would have ran through Lambeau, and the end result could have been a little differently. Baltimore just lost to the Chiefs at home, and now with the new playoff format, only one team gets a bye. So this game, if the Ravens finish, you know, if the Ravens don't lose another one, or they only lose one or two if they go thirteen to three, fourteen to two, and the Chiefs do. They'll be playing Wild Card Weekend, and the Chiefs will be waiting for the next two, you know, the next round comfortably. That's what it comes down to. I don't care what week it is; these games they mean things. Even though it was only week three, they still mean something, you know. So this is why it was a put up or shut up game, and I think the Ravens needed to beat. You know, beat that Chiefs this Chiefs team that early, but you know, yesterday had the bounce back game against the Washington football team. But you know, you have to beat win big games to be up there. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel about Lamar. You have to win big games. We talk about the young quarterbacks. We talk about Deshaun Watson. We talk about uh, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Lamar. Um, we talk about you know the next crop of quarterbacks. I think Pat Mahomes is miles away from the rest of them. He already has the MVP. He has the Super Bowl. But not even because of accolades. I think that he just has done things that the rest of them have not yet. Uh, We've seen Pat Mahomes down by however many points they were down by. And he led that team and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. I've seen Pat Mahomes make throws that only only other quarterback can make them is Aaron Rodgers. Because I'm tired of people saying that Pat Mahomes, nobody else can make those throws. 
Um, Aaron Rodgers was making those throws when Pat Mahomes was in high school. So let's not let's not do that. But there are throws that Pat Mahomes can make that Lamar can't, that Deshaun can't, that Josh Allen can't. That's why I feel like when we talk about this new crop of quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes is is the crim, you know, the crim de la crim, the upper echelon, the top of the top, the top of the line. Um, and that's not a knock to Lamar. That's just more respect to Pat Mahomes. And in order to be up there with him, I'm going to need him to win one of these big games. I need the Lamar that beat Brady last year, that beat Seattle in the rain. I need to see that every week. Every week for me to be like, okay, I I see. And if the Ravens do make it to January this year, which I feel like they will, I don't see that there's no reason unless something goes drastically wrong, the Ravens don't make the playoffs. But I need them to win a playoff game. I need Lamar to get a playoff game under his belt for me to uh, truly believe. Because you can be the best regular season quarterback in the world. You can break all the rushing records or all the passing records. You can throw this many touchdowns, and that goes for any quarterback. But when it comes to January, if you can't do it, then you can't do it. Can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't give you that respect. If you get there every year and can't do it, if you can't even win a playoff game, we don't. They don't all go to the Super Bowl. But if you can if you can at least win a playoff game or two, then yeah, all right, I'm 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 here. I I, I see it, you know. And I think Lamar is too good and too too fiery to not have that yet. There's no reason the, the Ravens shouldn't have lost to the Titans at home last year, um, this Jan- this past January. But that's in the past. We're over that. So yeah, yeah, have to win big games. Have to get have to win big games. And Ravens fans got to relax, man. They got to relax. Ravens fans too sensitive for me. Too sensitive for me. Every time they lose, they be acting like they just lost the Super Bowl. Can y'all relax? Please, take a volume or something. Go pop a perk. Do something. Making me nervous. Um, But, yeah, and it's just like compared to Pat, man, more weapons, like I said. Reading the enemy. And I think, you know, that team is a team that's built to play. From behind We've seen that multiple multiple times And he can just make about any throw You know um, But as far as uh, their head to head goes Now we can go back and look at that Their head to head Let's see Game 1 was December 9th 2018 That was probably the best game They had against each other um, The Chiefs ended up winning that game 27-24 in overtime Lamar went 13 for 24, 147 yards, two touchdowns, 14 rushes for 67 yards. Pat went 35 for uh, 53, 377 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Game two last season, uh, September 22nd, 33-28. Chiefs win. Lamar went 22 for 43. 266, 267 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, eight rushing yards. I mean, eight rushes, 46 yards, one touchdown. He was outscored 20-6 to six in the first half, and they failed to come back. But the, the key there is no passing touchdowns. you got to score, man. You have to put points on the board in order to beat him. 27 for 37 on the, um, on the Pat side for 374 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And then game three last Monday night, 
Lamar went 15 for 28, 97 passing yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, nine rushes, eight. 80 for um 83 yards and he was outgunned 27 to 10 in the first half Mahomes went 31 for 42 385 yards four touchdowns no picks and then he let us know how not only he had thrown four touchdowns but they put him at number four on that top 100 list he had to let us know had to let us know just in case y'all forgot y'all did put that man in number four just in case y'all forgot I I, I didn't forget I didn't forget but some of y'all might have. So that was just a reminder on, on, on national te- television. You know. Just saying. Um, so let's see. But yeah, I think that's all I have for that. All right. So let's move on to the outbreak. The pandemic. Coronavirus. COVID-19. Let's talk about that, man. Because I, it, didn't come, it came out of nowhere. Not the disease. Well, technically it did. But I'm talking about in the NFL. This and then that, this just made my um my damn prediction. One of my bold predictions that no starters would get it. But here we are. Cam Newton was diagnosed, and a bunch of like half the tit- uh, Titans was also diagnosed. Um, look, man. Here's how I feel about this. Okay, I have. Hold on, hold on. I have questions before I even. Get involved I have multiple questions One So last week the Titans and the Vikings played each other Right The Titans had players and staff Added one more yesterday So that's nine players Eight staff members All test positive for the virus right No positive test from the Vikings Multiple tests No positives Somebody explain that to me So that means they got it after they left Minnesota. I'm not sure how that went. Because, you know, there's only so much they can tell us. And there's only so much we know um, as far as the science goes. Then last night, I mean, not last night, the night before, um, we had a false positive with one of the Saints. That's going to be something that's already happened, but will continue to happen. False positive. He, then he tested negative yesterday morning. Then... What we have, um, we had the Chiefs practice squad member. Their practice squad quarterback got it. So, how did he get it? Nobody else got it. So that means more than likely he was doing something out and about and got it on his own, which I knew would happen. It's going to come down. Also, no other Patriots have it. I don't think <laughs> it's going to come down to guys being disciplined. And, you know, everybody talking about, oh, they're going to cancel the season. Let me tell you something. If you think these owners are going to cancel the season, you're out of your mind. These has, There are some owners with fans in their stadiums already. They're not canceling the season for nothing. They're not. Something very, very, very bad. And I'm not going to say, but something very, very, very bad would have to happen for them to cancel this season. And I don't I don't think it's going to get, get that bad. But... If you think a couple players getting COVID, and and no, this is not gonna stop nothing. That's not gonna stop nothing. Y'all crazy, y'all crazy. These owners ain't gonna lose no more money than they already have with, with losing revenue and everything. You think they're gonna lose TV money too? No, sir. No, ma'am. No way. But um, 
So what what I'm what I was going to say is, it's going to come down to each individual player and the 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 energy on these teams. It's like okay, you guys want the season to go on, right? You guys want to continue to play football. You have to be disciplined, and not only with yourself, but with who you're around, who you bring in your home, who you're around after games. You like I said, man, go to the team bus, team plane. You get off the plane, get off, go to the bus, get off the bus, go to the hotel, don't move. Go to the, go to the stadium, get off, leave the stadium, locker room, bus, hotel, bus, plane, home. That should be it. They shouldn't be doing nothing. Shouldn't be doing anything. And and people talk about oh, they need to have a bubble. It won't be a bubble. Um what would it it would I don't know what it would be, but thirty two teams, thirty two NFL teams, and it's just like Yeah, no. No 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 no. It, it just it just wouldn't happen. It's not like the NBA. So it'll be physically impossible to have a bubble for all these teams. Now, if they found a way to bubble individually, you know, each team individually but like I said, man, it, it it don't it doesn't even have to come to that for them because it's going to be about discipline, and that's not just players; that's staff as well. You know, these coaches not wearing their mask. I've seen Pete Carroll, you know, spaz on a ref without his mask. Then Harbaugh didn't have his mask, his neck get on at all. He was like right in the ref's face. Like we we can't have that, you know. We can't we can't have that type of stuff going on. If if we want the season to truly, you know, be the season, because already we've seen weeks get flipped around. Uh, people have different buys now. Games getting moved around. Like we don't really want to keep seeing that for the rest of the season. But this was something that everyone expected, and we knew that the virus, you know, was not just going to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to touch the NFL. I'm going to let that one be. That we knew that wasn't going to happen, but. There are ways to avoid it, you know, I think. And I think that certain players, certain teams need to step it up as far as taking their precautions. Like, there's no way the Titans should have an outbreak right now. But yet here we are, you know. And I don't think the season is in danger. I think everybody's overreacting. Uh, Don't think the season, season is in danger at all. I think we'll be just fine. And finish the season as as planned and as expected. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that we should be all up in arms. You know, that's that's just how I feel. As you know, and you guys got to be a little more optimistic. I hate all of the negativity I've been seeing. Hate the negativity. Hate it. Can't stand it. Um, you know what else I hate and can't stand? Turf. Hate turf. It's the worst. Turf is awful, man. Turf is god awful, and I don't understand why in 2020 it's still a thing. Now, more specifically, the turf up there in MetLife. Now, the 49ers got hit with the one-two and a biscuit because they had to go up there and play the Jets week two, and then following that, they had to go play the Giants week three. So they had a double dose. Of the worst thing in the world, which is turf. So here we are. <laughs> so let's talk about the 49ers. Nick Bosa, 
ACL tear. Thomas, ACL tear. Garoppolo, sprained MCL. And Mostert, sprained MCL. Uh, here's a quote from Eric Armstead. He said, guys seem to be getting stuck in the ground. You know why? Turf has no give. Turf is basically playing on Velcro, Velcro carpet. Velcro carpet. You really can't dig in. Um, so not even it's not even about making cuts. Like guys are just getting stuck in positions where their knees or ankles are at risk. Like, you know, Nick Bosa getting blocked. His leg gets stuck. He falls backwards and folds like a lawn chair. And boom, there goes his season. There goes his season. So that's not this isn't because of the preseason like other you know other injuries this isn't because of uh not having many reps this isn't because of uh stretching or or um you know physical anything physical this is about that damn turf and they gotta get rid of it i don't care if natural grass or like that mixture is harder to keep up bro stop being cheap and protect the players because i don't think it's a safe work environment if you went to your job and you slipped on the floor every time you went into work. You wouldn't want to work there, right? If you went to your job and every other day y'all got robbed, you wouldn't want to work there, right? You know why? Because it's not safe working conditions. So if you're an NFL player and you're on turf that's not safe and you're at a risk, higher risk of having a season or career-altering injury, you wouldn't want to play there, right? Exactly. You wouldn't want to play in that environment because it's uh, it's not a safe working environment. And the NFL are trying to have, they've been trying to sweep this under the rug for at least the last 10 years, at least the last 10 years. Got to be because we've seen non-contact open field injuries. Guys that weren't even getting touched. Weren't even getting touched. Right even in touch. Just like we saw before hold on, before I go back to week three. Just like we saw this this past Thursday night when the Jets played the Broncos, Lawrence Cager went down. It looks like he had a hamstring injury. All he was doing was running around. And it looked like somebody just shot him. It was like Ricky. Like that's literally what it looked like. And he just went down untouched. Like he got sniped. Guess where the game was, folks? You guessed it. MetLife Stadium. And if that if if your own player is getting hurt. Doesn't scare you, you know. And it's just like, come on, man, come on, man, come on, come on. Um, another thing that made me upset about th- that Thursday night game was Sam Darnold got hurt, right? And boy, I thought it was Flacco time. I was very that made me intrigued in the game because I said I wasn't going to watch the game. But then I saw on uh, Twitter that Sam Darnold turned into Michael Vick. And had like a 56-yard touchdown run. So that made me lock in for a little bit. Because I said I wasn't going to watch that garbage game. Um, so I, I tuned in. I saw Sam Darnold get suplexed. And I, the first thing went in my mind was, wait a minute. Hold on. It's Flacco time. And then there he is. Joe Flacco back. Glow Flacco. Joe Cool live in the flesh in the all black. I said, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. I knew that he would have an opportunity the opportunity this season, but I didn't know it was going to come this early. So he gets in, and I didn't even give him a full drive, man. 
And what did Sam Donald get in and do after, you know, he got in there and got sacked and then they punted the ball. I said, see, they should have let my man Flacco finish that drive out. They probably would have had a better chance of winning the game. But, no, let's put old one-armed Sam back in there and see what he does. And he didn't do a goddamn thing. Should have let my boy Flacco get some shine. But back to what we was talking about. So let's go back to week three, back to the 49ers, right? Jordan Reed sprained MCL and they have another guy with a quad injury. I mean, the 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 proof is in the pudding. Okay, the proof is in the pudding. The evidence is here. We know who is doing this. So let's charge and prosecute the turf. But no, they're going to keep letting this monster, the turf monster, get away with ravaging knees, ankles, quads. For another decade and I don't understand why ladies and gentlemen I do not understand why I feel like it needs to change and if the players the players should be speaking up about this I'm surprised the NFLPA hasn't said anything about this after all of this has been going on for as long as it has been like I said I've been harping on this for about five years now and five years later nothing has changed so I can't be the only one feeling like this, and I don't play in the NFL. Hell, I don't even play football. I, you know, so somebody, somebody has to be feeling like I'm feeling within the league, whether it be a coach or or a player. Um, but no, you know, guys, you don't want to keep keep you know keep pretty. You know, if it rains, it's gonna be muddy. I don't keep my cleats in my uniform clean and i gotta be pretty on the field blah 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 no 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 damn it you want to be safe not sorry because if more you know more of this starts to happen especially at MetLife, if something i'm gonna tell you what we got what 12 weeks 12 12 13 weeks left in the regular season because this don't apply to the postseason because the jets or the giants won't be making it to january but if we see another catastrophic in- injury up there in MetLife, something, somebody has to do something. That's all I'm saying. If we, if we see another catastrophic injury, somebody has to do something, okay? All right? But um, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. Um, let's see. Where to next, man? Where to next? I might as well stay on a football tip, you know, wrap it up with the uh Monday night game tonight, just the original Monday night game tonight before we switch gears and get into uh more basketball talk. So let's get into tonight's game. So we got the three and old Green Bay Packers taking on the O and three Atlanta Falcons. So what we know is there's injuries on both sides. You know, unfortunately, my guy Alan Lazard will be out for about what two months after getting surgery for his core injury. Uh, Tay's questionable tonight. Um, a lot of questionable uh, players on Green Bay's defense. And I think Atlanta were going to be out, be without their two corners tonight. So it should be lunchtime. Uh, and then I think Julio is playing, and I do believe that the receiver, the receiving core, will be all hands on deck for Atlanta tonight. So, before I get into the game itself, let's let's take a look at some numbers. Let's let's start off with Green Bay's offense, who have been 
just flourishing over the past three weeks. So 515 rushing yards, 864 passing yards, 14 total touchdowns. Uh, this team 17 for 34 on third down. Total time of possession, 35 minutes and 54 seconds. Uh, Aaron Rodgers this season has been almost flawless. 887 yards passing. Um, four touched, 864 yards passing. Nine touchdowns and zero interceptions. And Aaron Jones, four touchdowns and 398 total yards. And let's look on the, uh, the flip side. So this Packers defense so far has given up 85 points, but they do have eight sacks, uh, two interceptions, and one pick six, and they've given up a total of 180 yards. And Christian Kirksey, who was leading them in tackles, is now on the injury reserve. This is another guy who has had uh, you know injuries in the past. So am I surprised? No, but this is very unfortunate, man. You know this Packers defense, you know this Packers team. In recent years, has always been injury plague for whatever reason. If you look at the Packers' offseason, you know they they grab Kirksey and uh, he gets hurt, and then you know they grab Funches and he opts out. So, clap it up, man! Hell of an offseason for Green Bay. Whoo, child. Mm-mm-mm. So let's look at the flip side, man. So the Atlanta Falcons' offense they have 329 total rush yards. Um, nine to twenty-eight pass yards, ten uh, ten touchdowns, nineteen for forty-four on third down. With total time of possession: twenty-nine minutes twenty-seven seconds. Matt Ryan, nine hundred sixty-one yards, passing seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, Calvin Ridley, three hundred forty-nine yards, twenty-one receptions and four touchdowns on the year. We look at their defense, who was giving up one hundred five points. With uh, six sacks, also two interceptions, but they've given up 1,390 yards total. Uh, you know, this this is going to be basically best offense in football versus the worst defense. Uh, this, this game will be a shootout, I believe. I think this game can be potentially high scoring on both sides. And, um, you know, I think that... It'll come down to what whoever's defense flinches first. You know who's going to blink first. You know who's who's going to mess up or who's going to get the big stop. I, I think that Green Bay does have the better defense of the two. Now, granted, Green Bay's defense is very inconsistent, but they can make stops and they can make plays. I think that they can get to Matt Ryan tonight. I think they have the ability to uh, keep them. In the game, but as far as the offenses go, I think both sides are going to be firing on all cylinders. Granted, Atlanta is not fully healthy, and uh, Green Bay's receiving core is what it is. But I think that this Packers secondary has its work cut out for them. We have they have uh, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, of course, and Calvin Ridley coming to town, and they're going to have to play good football for four quarters. Um, you know, they're they're going to be tested tonight. I think that they're right now this this game they're playing the best threesome of receivers that they've been seeing. Um, you know they they dodged a bullet not playing Michael Thomas last week, and then um, you know not too much to worry about against Detroit. And you only had Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen, excuse me, in Minnesota. So now you, you right now you get a complete receiving core. Granted, they're not top, you know, 
in their tip top health, but it's still them. So, um, and and then I, I've seen the Green Bay Packers get gashed on the on the run, um, on the run on the run tip this week. I mean, these past couple of weeks. So you know, you got Todd Gurley who can still run the football. So it's going to be a test for this Packers defense tonight more than anything, especially heading into the bye week. You know. This is a different same thing last year, you know. Um, how do you want to head into your bye? Do you want to be, you know, three and zero? I mean, three and one, or do you want to start the season off this quarter of the season four and zero? I think this is a, a big game for the Packers, especially at home. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I think it's gonna be a good game though, but it's definitely gonna be a shootout. Um, I think both defenses. Well, we already know <laughs> what the Falcons' defense has been through already, um, and I think tonight is going to be no different. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game, though, for sure. And you already know what I'm rolling with, man. You already know what time it is with me. Go, Pat, go. But um, it, it, it's going to be a good one. It's definitely going to be a good one. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. You guys know what time it is with me, man. I ain't got, I ain't, you know what I mean? I ain't even got to do it. I ain't got to do it. Don't even got to do it. Um, So I think that's it for the football. I think that's it for the football talk, ladies and gentlemen. I think we are now going to move on. To some NBA talk, I think. Let me check. Let me make sure. Let me check my notes. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the bubble, the bubble ring, and will that ring be respected compared to other rings? Um, here, here's how I feel about that. I think the bubble ring will be respected. You know, these teams had their season halted, a pandemic, uh. You know, racism, full force, and police police brutality. All of this has been going on, and the players have been advocating for the cause, away from families. Uh, their regular routines have been thrown off, and they still had to compete. So nothing, nothing about this was easy. Nothing about this was easy. You know, I don't, I don't think this was easier basketball than playing a normal season. I think if anything, this was harder because look, guys had momentum. You know, teams had momentum. That momentum was halted. You know, they get in the bubble, things go south, or you know, things just look different. Um, you know, you're not at home. You're not doing your normal workout routine at home, or you know, you're not going home after a game. You're you're going back to a hotel room with no family. Um, you know, you're, you're eating differently, sort of, kind of, depending on who you are. And it's just like, you know, there's so much going on in the world that's so much bigger than basketball. It was a lot to think about. It's a lot on these players' minds. You know, it's a lot to talk about. You know, they're not just talking about basketball in their interviews. You know, talking about Breonna Taylor, Rashard Brooks, um, you know, everything that's going on in the world with the election, the pandemic. Like, these players have become almost, you know, social justice, real life social active um social justice advocates in the midst of everything going on. Granted, some of most of these players have already been outspoken on issues, but now everything is at the forefront and everything is, you know, they, they they've got the Black Lives Matter on the court. They've got the the um the messages on their jerseys. You know, they're they're kneeling for the anthem and they're 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 using their platforms for other things other than basketball. And I think this is the first time that we've really seen that happen at this level, at this magnitude. 
You know, especially if everything's been going on, case after case, death after death, uh, protest after protest, um, the disease number, the virus numbers keep going up. All of this going on, these guys have been in a bubble through all of this, trying to win basketball games. So when I hear, you know, guys, you know, old heads, what I'm going to get to, or, you know, guys just be like, you know, this ring don't count or it's going to be an asterisk next to this title. Like, no way. No way. No way will there be an asterisk next to this title, whoever whoever wins it. No way. That's just that's just not a, that's not something that I agree with. You know, if anything, this is probably one of the hardest championships to win because everything is so different. You know, everything is so different. So more power to all of these players. And, I, and, and, you know, I was thinking about this the other day about the bubble itself and, like, how fun it's been, how fun these games have been and how long everything has been going on. It's like, bro, remember the Luka game winner, the Devin Booker game winner? Like, there's been a lot going on, you know, in the bubble, you know, basketball-wise. It's just been so fun to watch. And it's it's been fun. You know, it's, it's definitely been fun. And you guys know I'm a football guy all all the way, but watching this, um, you know, watching this game and I mean, you know, watching all of these guys hoop like this is it's it's been fun to watch. It's 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 really been a great thing. So yeah, man, I'm uh I don't I don't think that anybody should take anything away from these players, especially you know the champions. And yeah, no way. I think I think this 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 championship is going to be probably if not the most but one of the most respected championships you know so yeah i don't i don't i don't take anything away from the bubble or or think the bubble takes away from the from the title you know i don't think so i don't think so but you know who disagrees with me scotty pippen uh uh let me hold on let me go see what this old fool had to say why do y'all keep asking him questions I don't want to hear nothing Scottie Pippen got to say. Scottie Pippen can't even control his own damn household. That wasn't nice. I'm sorry. But it's true. It's true, man. Let's see what Scottie had to say. Um, Where we at? Where we at? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to be honest. It's not NBA basketball, he said. It's not the hard grind. It's not the travel. It's not the fans. It's not the distraction, distractions. Really, to me, it's pickup basketball. It's going to the gym. Yeah, you already got your team. Y'all practicing together. But it's more of a pickup type basketball game because there's no fans in the stands. So there's no distraction. There's no real noise. There's no pressure on the players. You know, prime example. I looked at the Los Angeles Lakers. Rondo. Rondo ain't made three pointers in his whole career. Now, all of a sudden he's in a bubble he's probably 50 percent three-point shooter and i haven't even checked the stats but that's just something that i consider making the game so easy because rondo can't score inside of an arena when you got deaf perception like there's a whole lot of things that make the nba hard the bubble makes the nba easy to me there's no travel that's the killer itself so you're sleeping in the same bed every night you're walking to the gym you're not having to go up uh go with a, a 25 to Shut up. Just shut 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 up. Shut up. Just shut the hell up. Please, bro. There's no distractions in the bu man. Nobody trying to hear that. Nobody's trying to hear that, bro. Nobody is trying to hear that. Y'all hating. 
And a lot of this hate is because of who is in the championship. It's a lot of hate, man. These 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 old older, you know, old old geezers, man. They just hate the game so much. They hate what the game has become, and they all think that their era was the era, and they could do this and do that. And no, no. Like I said, man, these players have been away from their families. You know that yeah, there's no travel, but they ain't home. They're not home. They're not home. Ain't nothing about this is home to them. Nothing about this is normal. Nothing about this is normal. Talking about distractions. What distractions? What kind of distractions are you referring to? Come on. Ain't no fans, so ain't no distractions. Like I said, bro, it's so much going on in the real world that is an actual distraction to a lot of these guys' mentals that don't got nothing to do with basketball. It ain't real basketball. Then what is it? What is it? These guys ain't hooping? These guys ain't hooping because clearly somebody was hooping this uh during the bubble. Because look at look at the teams in it. Somebody was hooping. Come on, man. Come on, man. And and and, and we talk about you know what teams is in it, and I I keep hearing people talk about they disappointed in the Bucks and they and the and the Clippers. Oh, it should have been. It should have been. But it ain't. But it ain't. The Clippers couldn't even make it past the Nuggets. Couldn't make it past the Nuggets. Then you look at the Bucks. I told y'all the Bucks wasn't built for this. I told y'all Giannis wasn't built for this. Ben said that. Ben said that. I knew the Heat was going to do that to the Celtics. Ben said that. Also, knew that the Heat were a much smaller team than the Lakers. Knew that as well. So I, as a Heat fan, was very realistic about what I was walking into. And and like I was saying, bro, this is the first time. I'm a big LeBron fan. I have, You know, you guys know I love LeBron. And I've been rooting for the Lakers throughout the playoffs as well. But it's just like. This is the first time I have not cheered for LeBron Dunk. I haven't been clapping no cheering. My whole family, you know, my family has. And I, he's an op to me right now. And that's the first time I ever looked at him that way. It's just because he's playing my heat. And I don't like it. But, like, I knew, man. But I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. Being up 23-10 to 10 in game one was probably the best feeling I've had as a Heat fan all year. That was so fun. I was like, hooping and holler. Yeah, we ain't scared. We ain't scared. I thought we were scared. Almost ripped my Tyler Hero jersey in two like Hulk Hogan. Boy, did that change. That escalated very quickly. Yikes. Um. So, yeah, that, that, that was fun. But, look, man, like I said, man, you got the Black Lives Matter movement, COVID, no family, different environment. You know, teams and teams really had to lock in. Um, just just shut the hell up and enjoy the game, old old heads, man. Just shut up. Just shut up. And most of these dudes, most of today's elite stars and superstars, you know, they cooking dudes from back in the day. That's how I feel. I think they cooking dudes from back in the day. Braun and AD, they giving the Celtics them Celtics teams a fifty piece. Both of them, they're gonna combine for hundred points. Steph. Steph would have lit the bad boys up Because Steph wasn't going to go to the hole on them Y'all wasn't going to be able to foul him Y'all was going to have to chop his knees at the from beyond the arc He would have lit the bad boys up He would have gave them 65 on a humble night or two Out the week KD would have had Mike looking like DeRozan Well, DeRozan already Never mind, I, I'm sorry I didn't, you, I'm sorry But yeah, KD would have gave Mike buckets You know, the game is not the same Just, Just let it go, man And stop hating on LeBron Stop hating on Braun. Why y'all hate Braun so much? Oh, Jesus. Why y'all hate Braun so much? 
Because Brown would have definitely gave y'all old, old folk buckets back in the day. Size. You know, who, who was going to stop that freight train coming down there like that? Y'all mad because the game a little different than it was back in the day. Because the game a little more cleaner than it was. And people were not getting clotheslined or guys ain't just fighting to fight. Or, you know, guys actually got a little more skill now in the league. I think that's what they don't like about it either. Because a lot of these guys probably would have been riding the pine in today's game. And that's just a fact, bro. Get tired of hearing old heads talk about, well, back in my day. You know, what, what my guy, what my guy Slim Charles say? See, the thing about the old days is they the old days. That's a fact. If you never watched The Wire, that's a fact. The thing about the old days is they the old days. Let it go. Let it go. Please let it go. Ah, oh, man. Let's see. Where we at with it, man? Where we at with it, man? Let's see. Let me see. I think we got one more thing to talk about and I'll get you guys out of here. Oh no, I lied. We whoa no 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 no. I lied. I lied. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. We still got things to do. We got a couple more things to talk about. We none and then we out of here. We got a couple things to talk about. Let's talk about Mr. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is so miserable. He's a miserable queen. He is. He's so miserable, bro. What's wrong with him? What is wrong with him? Seriously. Why is he the way he is? I don't believe nothing he say when he was was, was talking about he wasn't shading nobody. LeBron ain't believed that. We, we ain't believe that either. But but seriously, what, what, he wasn't, um, you know, wasn't trying to play. You know, what was trying to stop the bubble and blah blah blah. So so here's what he said that rubbed me the wrong. He said two things that rubbed me the wrong way. But the first one was this is the first time in my career where I could look down and and be like. That that MF can make that shot too. Come on, dog. What are you saying? What are you saying? I don't understand what he's trying to say. Like people talk about, um, you know, oh he he he, Braun needed him to be the closer, blah blah blah. And you can go look at the numbers. That's 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 cap. That's cap. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I should. But that's cap. That's cap. Um, but you 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 can look at the film. You know, Kyrie left for Boston, thought that he was going to go be the man in Boston. Boy, was he wrong about that. Um, you know, and then Braun ended up going on to be like the most clutch playoff shooter in 2018, which looked crazy. That was a hell of a run that Braun went on without you. And let's, let, let, let's talk about that, what you've done without LeBron. Um, short answer, nothing. <laughs> Come on, dog. Come on. You went to Boston. Oh, before that, you were in Cleveland, stranded, right? Not doing a damn thing. Braun didn't even have to come back to Cleveland, but he did out of the kindness of his heart because I would have stayed in Miami. Hmm. But that's just me. Stayed, you know, he went back out of the out of the kindness of his heart. And you didn't do a damn thing. He came back. Y'all go, you know, you finally get to the championship. You win one. And then you go off, you know, you, you, you take your backpack, you grow up, you, you, you leave high school, you go off to college. You, you think you're going to go to Boston University, you know, and, and do something with Gordon Hayward and them Bulls. That didn't happen. So you're not the man in Boston. So now you're not the man. You weren't the man in Boston. All right. Now you can go to Brooklyn. You go to Brooklyn. 
now you 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 go to Brooklyn and once again you're playing Robin to somebody's Batman, but this time it's Kevin Durant. So it's clear to me that you can't play <laughs> without the best player on your team. Is that correct? It's like you can't win without them because you know there was no KD last season, this past season. So all of a sudden you're hurt, right? You're hurt now. And that ball, that Brooklyn team still went to the playoffs without you and KD. So, and they were better without you. So I don't, I don't know what what you're trying to prove to us, but stop being weird, please. Stop being weird. Just stop being weird. Um, even weirder than that comment and and you know, little shade. He said this about the Steve Nash hiring, whatever. I don't really see us having a head coach. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach Dog if you don't like the Nash uh, hire Just say that Then say that If you don't like the Nash hire Then say that We don't need all of this We don't When KD was on Joe Budden's podcast They asked him about that And KD beat around the bush Gave us a a, a, a PR answer And I'm, I wasn't rolling with that I, I I heard it in his voice That's that. I don't think that's going to go as well as people think that that Katie and Kyrie thing, I don't think it's gonna go as well as people think. I personally don't. I don't, but I'm tired of Katie. I'm um, not Katie. Sorry, I'm tired of Kyrie saying all these, all these, you know, little outlandish weirdo things, and then backtracking. Like, no, bro, stand on that. You said that. Stand on that. Don't backtrack. Stand on that. You meant it. You said what you said. So stand on it. You know, stand on it. Uh, stand on it and just please stop being a weirdo. Why? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But seriously though, and and I I, I do enjoy Kyrie's game, right? This isn't me hating on Kyrie, but it's just like you got the one ring with you know the three one ring. You know you hit the shot in that game seven. But outside of that, what has Kyrie really done? And I'll leave that for you guys to answer. Outside of that, what has he done since 2016? Seriously. Hadn't done much. Hadn't done much. Has not done much. But hey, that's y'all mans. That's y'all people. Ain't my mans. Hell no. Weird Fred, no, Weird Al Yankovic, and no, I'm cool. I'm cool off Kyrie. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right, now I can wrap this thing on up and get you guys out of here. So, to close the show, we'll be talking a little bit of um, boxing. And, um, look, man, I we already had this conversation about the, the, the MMA guys. Going up against boxers We already had this conversation before And I told you guys why that's bad for business And it only was going to work For Mayweather and McGregor Because people actually wanted to see that And McGregor really did Talk hella trash about Floyd And we actually wanted to see Those two personalities Two entities get in the ring And fight I have never been In any circle Where somebody said damn I want to see Manny versus 
McGregor. Hell no. Don't nobody want to see Manny Pacquiao get in the ring with Conor McGregor. I want to see Manny Pacquiao get in that ring with one of these welterweight title holders because he know damn well he need to stop holding that belt hostage and get his ass back to his country and run it because that's where his focus needs to be. Run your country. It's over for you. Look, man. Let me let me let me let me break it down for y'all like this, man. Let me let me break it down for y'all. Because I really don't think you guys are understanding what I'm, what I'm trying to say. All right? Let me, let me hold on. Just, let me, let, just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. We'll be at with it, man. It was a, I had a Twitter rant about this. I had a Twitter rant. A tw- excuse me. A Twitter rant about this. And I want to pull up the tweets and read them to you. Because I was pissed. I was pissed. I was very pissed, man. All right, here we go. Here we go. Nope. Nope. Bro, where did it go? Man. I said a lot. I was pissed. Like, I was pissed. And I need to go find it. But basically, the, the, the synopsis of all that was, the summary, you know, long story short, is this is a joke. There's no money in this. Honestly, there's no money in this. There, this will not sell. Nobody wants to see this, man. Why? That's what's wrong wrong with the sport today. Yeah, I, I need to find those tweets because I was I was preaching. Hold on guys. I was preaching. I really was. Hold on guys. I was preaching, man. Oh man, I'm pissed I can't find it. But yo, hold on, guys. I know, I know. It's the end of the show. I know. I just, I really need to find this. Alrighty, I found it. I found it. All right, here we go. This was when I saw the article. I said that really just pissed me off. When Floyd fought, dude, he was literally retired. Meanwhile, Pac is an active title holder in the welterweight division. His old ass knows that he can't beat Thurman again, and definitely doesn't want to unify. Just drop the belt. That's what's wrong with the sport now. Everybody is too busy trying to find the most money and make a spectacle. But this isn't W. Excuse me. But this isn't WWE. I hate Dana White, but at least the fights that we need get made over there in UFC. This is why the sport of boxing is looking at as um, this is why the sport of boxing is looking as dead as it is. It's supposed to be the best versus the best champ versus champ, not old boxer versus former UFC champion and current drunk. Like, no, bro. Like, nobody wants to see that at all. Seriously, man, please, please just drop the belt. Hold it hostage. Um, So Canelo back to. Oh, yeah, we got a uh, Canelo, bro. So. The zone offered him a little twenty twenty million dollar per fight, and um, Canelo said, "No, nah, I'm cool. I'm gonna go ahead and file this lawsuit like I was originally originally supposed to do." So, yeah, y'all y'all need to run me my money, all right? Run me my my money and let me out of this goddamn contract, cause that's that's all I'm. That's what it's gonna take from me. Um, that's that's what it's gonna take from me. Let's see where else will we, where else yeah and it's and you know this is sad man because it's hindering him from getting back in the ring and it's just you know something that we don't want to see. Um, one more thing, okay, so October October fights, uh, we got Lomachenko versus Lopez. That's uh, October seventeenth on ESPN, and then uh, Javante Davis Tank versus Leo Santa Cruz got moved to Halloween and San Antonio because fi- fans will attend. 
and it'll be on Showtime pay-per-view. So, you know, we got two big title fights, two two big major fights for their weight classes as well. Um, so very, very excited to see how those fights go. And I think that's all I have for you guys, man. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. But like I said, if you follow me on social media, you see I have big things coming this month. I hope you guys enjoyed the um, Instagram live, the Electrify Live show last night. That'll be every Sunday at 7 p.m. And then I'll be back here on Friday um, for another episode of Electrify. That's episode 114. So, um, and make sure you go, you know, teespring.com, all the links in my bio, man, get you guys some new, new merch, man. I got hoodies, long sleeve tees, neck gaiters, uh, mugs, uh, uh, crew neck sweaters. I got everything electrified, man. So make sure you do that. But that's all I got for the 130. Well, wow. Wow. For the 113th time, I'm Eric Lyons and you have just been electrified.